Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hello, Edwin, it's Wednesday. Hello, Andrew. Why, it's uh, November 30th, the year of our Lord 2022. <laughs> yes, it is. Hard to believe, last day of November. Yes. But middle of the week. It is the middle of the week. It's <laughs> the middle the of our discussions of, of Psalm 66. We're in the middle of Psalm 66. It's just one unbelievable thing compounding upon another. <laughs> yes, and I'm trying to collect myself from from the, the humorous things you were doing before the microphones came on, and even after they came on, <laughs> I'm not sure I'll even be able to get into this conversation. Listen, man, we just gotta we just gotta keep it real because that's what we do. We love real. We love, we love real. Change, yeah. change your life. So <laughs> how about we just jump into Psalm 66? I'm going to meet, read from that translation we introduced last week uh, by Robert Alter. Psalm the Hebrew 66, Bible. The Hebrew Bible translation by Robert Alter. To the lead player, a song, a psalm. Hey, by the way, having read that headline, one of the other things that connects these four psalms that we're really excited about, that I'm really excited about, I think you are too, 65, 66, 67, and 68, is the fact that the heading is very similar on all four of them. Both of them call it a song and a psalm. All, ah. all four of them do mm. that. Two of them say it's a song of David, a uh-huh. psalm. Two of them just say a song, a psalm. But that's just an interesting heading, so I thought I'd point that out. All four, it of, is. Them, all four of them do that. Okay, Psalm 66, to the lead player, a song, a psalm. Shout out to God all the earth, him his name's glory, make his praise glory. Say to God how fearsome your deeds, before your great strength your enemies quail. All the earth bows down to you, and they hymn to you, hymn your name. Come and see the acts of God, fearsome in works over mankind. He turned sea to dry land, the torrent they crossed on foot. There we rejoiced in him. He rules in his might forever. His eyes probe the nations. Let the wayward not rise up. Bless, O peoples, our God, and make heard the sound of his praise, who has kept us in life and not let our foot stumble. For you tested us, God. You refined us as silver refined. You trapped us in a net, placed heavy cords around our loins. You let people ride over us. We came into fire and water, and you brought us out to great ease. I shall come to your house with burnt offerings. I shall pay to you my vows that my lips uttered, that my mouth spoke in my straits. Fat burnt offerings I shall offer up to you with the incense of rams. I shall sacrifice cattle and goats. Come, listen, and let me recount all you who fear God, what he did for me. To him with my mouth I called out, exaltation upon my tongue. Had I seen mischief in my heart, the master would not have listened. God indeed has listened, has hearkened to the sound of my prayer. Blessed is God who has not turned away my prayer nor his kindness from me. That's fantastic. A little different there, you know, nuanced readings. Oh, yeah. I think particularly kind of early on, we were talking about this last week when we were reading that um, the Hebrew language, I guess, doesn't have quite the vocabulary there's there's a greater semantic range for words because they use some of the words again and again yeah one of the things that alter is trying to do that we sometimes miss once we translate in english because we in the english language and writing we like variety right and so we liked it we we, in fact we're trained don't use the same word over and over again we are you need to use synonyms 
And well, Hebrew and Greek aren't like that. They use they use words and they use words that are related. And of course, part of that is because they are inflected languages. Yeah, that's a true. They're that's in, true. They're inflected languages where you and, and what that means is is that you have one word that has different endings mm-hmm. to to represent uh, who it is, how many people it's talking about. Uh, verbs mm-hmm. have that same thing, and so you'll end up with with so many words that are actually from the same word family. Right. And these authors actually use them as nouns and verbs and adjectives to to drive home. And so yeah, there are a couple of places here where what Alter has done is he wants to he wants to bring that home that if it's the same word used in Hebrew, he wants to use the same mm-hmm. word in English. Mm-hmm. Unless there's really a good reason not to. Mm-hmm. I mean, because words have a large semantic range, sometimes you just have to realize, yeah, here's a word and it means two different things. And yeah. So there's times when you have to do that. Right. Right. But, but at the same time, recognizing in the Hebrew and in the Greek, well, they use that same word, even though it was used in two different ways, for a reason. Sure. As they're making plays on words all sure. the time. So sure. So just an interesting thing. Yeah. And so maybe we'll catch some of those plays on words as we go along. I think you're probably talking about, for instance, like in verse four here, well, uh, probably verse three in the other translations, all the earth bows down to you, they hem to your name. Him, your name, and that's yeah. the H Y M N. Correct. That he's turned that, and him is a noun for us, and he's treating uh-huh. it here like a verb. I think that's yeah. that's interesting. We don't, we yeah, we don't. I mean, there is a verb, but yeah, we don't use it much. Do do really? Him is a verb. Correct. It I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah. See, very good. That's why we have these conversations. That's why we're just learning all kinds learn of things. This stuff. Here's the interesting thing about this. This psalm has two significant portions, two clear, distinct portions. You have a segment at the beginning of the psalm that is clearly communal. Okay. Corporate. It's for the nation, okay. for the people. And then at the end, you've got the latter part of it is clearly individual. Okay. And you can see the difference in the in the number as it moves from we, we, and then to I and me. This is, this is what we find here. In fact, the contrast is so stark that some folks believe we have two different psalms squished together. Really? Yeah. And so, well, we found these psalms that are kind of similar, and, uh, but I, I, think, I don't think there's any need to say that. In fact, I think I find something in these psalms, excuse me, in these psalms, in these sections that demonstrates this is a unity. Mm-hmm. In fact, I want you to notice this. In verse 5, notice, and I'm, I'm now reading from the ESV, in, the fir- in verse 5, come and see what God has done. He is awesome in his deeds toward the children of man. What we've got is from the nation an invitation to all the peoples. Yeah. Come see what God has done for our nation. Okay. And then it goes through okay. this, this issue of, the Red Sea, mm-hmm. the crossing of the Jordan. Yeah. And it reminds, here's what God has done for our nation. And yeah. then drives home whatever testing they've just been through, though we don't know specifically what that one is. But in between verse 12 and 13, we have a shift. So notice in verse 12, yet you have, at the end of it, yet you have brought us out of a place, excuse me, out to a place of abundance. Mm-hmm. Then in verse 13, I will come into your house with burnt offerings. You see the shift? I do. Now go to verse 16. Come and hear all you who fear God, and I will tell you what he has done for my soul. Mm. So in the middle of the first section, there's an invitation from the nation of God's people to all the nations and all the peoples. Come see what he's done for us. Yeah, see the works of God. In the middle of this section from the individual, there is a cry out to all of God's people. 
come hear what he's done for me. Yeah, the works for my soul. And so I, I think we see a great unity between these two segments as mm-hmm. we, we have the the communal mm-hmm. leading into the individual and the personal. personal. But it's that same idea. We're going to talk about what God has done, either for us as a people or for me as his child. Come and see, come and hear. And isn't that what Christians are called to do? Yes. To take the gospel to this world. Talk about the mighty deeds that God has done for his people, his church. But then particularly for you and for me as we talk to people about the goodness of God and how the gospel has changed our lives. Mm -hmm. Yes. I don't want to make... Uh, evangelism my story as opposed to God's story, yet I think the outreach is we need to tell you what God has done. He's established a kingdom. Let me tell you what he did for this kingdom. He sent his son to die for this yeah, kingdom. He did. And so come here, come here. So with Israel, the defining moment for them as a people was come here what he did for our nation. Yeah. We were in Egypt. Mm-hmm. There were plagues. Our God defeated their gods, and then when Pharaoh was about to drive us into the sea, our God parted the waters, and we were able to walk through on dry land. Well, you know, and in both of those uh, water crossings, I think, are accounted for in verse yes. 5 and verse 6. And so you have the birth of the nation passing through water, coming out of Egyptian bondage, yes. right? And mm-hmm. then, again, passing through water to go into their promised land. Yes, uh, again, I, I think about evangelism. I think about the gospel and how people become Christians. Going through water. And being baptized is yeah. essential A to being saved. The water and the spirit, as, That's right. as Jesus told Nicodemus. Mm-hmm. We do see that that story throughout throughout the biblical history. I mean, the way the world is born. Mm-hmm. Water and spirit. Yeah, <laughs> right that's there, right. At the very beginning. The, how the world is reborn with the flood. Water and spirit. Though we missed that one because it says wind, but it's that it's that same word. Same word. When, when they cross through, I mean, Paul himself says that what happened at the Red Sea was a baptism. Yes, he does. He himself First says Corinthians that for 10, yeah. Yeah, so we recognize that. And so here now we start telling people, here's what God has done for me. Mm-hmm. Here's what God has done for me. And... You know, isn't that interesting? I'm thinking about class that I was in just um, just recently with our college students as we were talking about the grace of God and passing on the message of grace. You know, so often my approach to getting the message out is to people who are living in sin, and what I tell them is all the stuff that they need to do to change. Mm-hmm. And yet, what what this message really is, is let me tell you about what God did for me. How I've changed. And how I've changed by the grace and power of God. This Mm -hmm. can happen for you as well. You know, if if what I talked about is come and see what God has done for me, rather than come and see what I'm doing for him. And, you know, if you do for him what I've done for him, things would be better for you. No, listen, this Mm -hmm. is, I was a rotten sinner. Yeah. But I turned to the Lord and he's been working on me. And that can happen for you as well. Come and see. Come Come and hear. Come and see. Come and see. I think that's a powerful approach. I think about uh, those simple words being really evangelistic phrases in the Gospel of John. Mm. I mean, some of those simple invitations. Yeah. Jesus said, come and see, when mm. he was asked where he was staying and uh, about his work, when he uh, was speaking with the uh, Samaritan woman at the well in John, the fourth chapter. And uh, she was so moved by her experience with him that she went back into her village. Was it Sychar? Was that the village? Yep, sure enough. Yeah. And what did she say? It's in John 4, verse 29. Come see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came to him. And uh, a little bit further down, it talked about 
how many of the Samaritans believed in him, verse 39, because of the word of the woman who testified, he told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans had come to him, they urged him to stay with them. And he stayed there two days and many more believed because of his own word. And so there is a power, there is a dynamic at work there in speaking to God's mighty deeds. Even before the, the issue with the woman at the well, you've got Philip who goes to Nathaniel. Mm-hmm. He says, we found him. We found him. Uh, he's, it's Jesus from Nazareth. He says, can anything good come from Nazareth? And Philip's yeah. response is? Come and see. Come and see. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah. What, a, what a powerful thing. Come and see. Come and hear. Let me tell you about what God has done. Let me tell you about what he's done for his people. And let me tell you about what he's done for me, the change that he mm-hmm. has wrought in me. Mm-hmm. What, a, what a powerful thing. And, and wow, when well, I'm remembering that, you can understand why Psalm 60, such a psalm of joy, comes out of that. Yeah, absolutely. Psalm 66, great, what, great joy. I said 60, didn't I? Psalm 66, very good. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time for us to wrap up with a word of prayer, brother. Our great God and Father, Lord, thank you for today, and thank you for this psalm. As we reflect upon it, we see how the psalmist endeavors to point to your mighty deeds, And Father, how you worked mighty things to be able to redeem a people and save a people, but then what that even means to the psalmist personally and and that deliverance. And we pray we could take a lesson from that to see, Father, your tremendous plan in all ages, their manifold wisdom made known in your church. And Lord, that there is a people that you are about saving, and it is your church. But what a blessing it is that the gospel would call to me and to Edwin and to all in the all over the world, Father, to personally know that truth and to be a part of that church. Thank you, Lord, for that. And when we think about what you've done in Christ to save us, we rejoice. Our heart is full of joy for you this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, oh yeah <laughs> boom boom <laughs> all right do you really want me to do that as an outtake oh we could do chicka chicka <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs>